Maho Aniki Headshin Podcast Maho Aniki Headshin Podcast Maho Aniki Headshin Podcast Maho Aniki Headshin Podcast Cheerio, you beautiful weeb and weebats. We are booze, we are bows, we are X's. Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast, episode 69. <laughs> 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 I'm your magical uh, host, Nuni, joined this week by an irregular pair, a uh, unlikely two, uh, because Mike and Juan, the normal uh, Magical Bros, aren't here. Filling their place in, uh, well, what's a good word to, to, to say it? In, in extreme, uh, making them look bad is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Mondo, who's been here before. Hey, how's it going? And Danny. Who it, I'm Juan's roommate. He is Juan's roommate. <laughs> he, he has listened to Juan scream through the walls. That's the only redeeming quality he has, by the way. <laughs> And I, I think Danny's been on uh, at least two other podcasts, right? Maybe yeah, one. Yeah. I think that's more than I've Maybe. been on. No, Mondo, you're you're <laughs> tied with Mark. Surprisingly, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a tally here? Or what, what the what's the deal with that? I have a literal spreadsheet, but that's oh, okay. Yeah, that's an, that's another topic for another time. Because this this week, this uh, on episode sixty nine, we're going to talk about this. Um, fabled anime of 2010, a white fox original, or actually, it who, who who's the guy that writes uh Bakemonogatari? I forget his name. Good old Nisio Isin, I think. Yeah, Nisio Isin. Yeah, a Nisio Isin original. We're gonna talk about Katanagatari, which I I didn't want to assume. I I literally thought that this was just uh, a naming convention. Uh, that wasn't related at all to the Monogatari series, which it's not. But I didn't know it was literally written by the same guy. Yeah, dude, the guy's just a fucking Chad. He he's like, I'm just gonna put. By the way, guys, Gatari means story. Yeah. Katana means sword, so this means by sword God. story. Very creative. And then How creative? Bakemono means monster, so monster story. My God. Who the guy's a thought? fucking Chad, dude. He's so I mean ahead of his time. <laughs> I mean, w- what if like J.K. Rowling just named fucking Harry Potter Wizard, Wizard Story? Story? <laughs> I, I or like <laughs> Game of Thrones would be like what Throne Story, Incest Story, Incest Story, Incest Story. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in there. Yeah, but still, yeah. Fucking I, Chad, dude. He's like, I'm just gonna throw story behind everything. Yeah, I was, I was pretty surprised. To to find out like after I, after I uh, finished watching the show, I started looking stuff up just to see like what's up with it. Because uh, surprisingly, or you know maybe unsurprisingly, who knows? Whoever's listening to this, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good show. You should go out of your way to watch it if you can find it. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not licensed. No, um, I mean it's it's licensed by um, what's that thing called? Something of America. Uh, NIS America. NIS. Yeah, which, um, you know, I, I I can't tell you if it's still alive There's or not. There's a Blu-ray floating around somewhere. Yeah. I mean, the, the Blu-rays that they have um, have been out of print. So if you want to buy one secondhand for $300, hey, go for it. 
or uh, you could I mean, go on eBay and buy buy one out of uh, I think it was South Korea. You could buy yourself a a bootleg DVD for thirty bucks plus shipping. I'm so honest. This is like hands down my favorite anime, but I don't think I'd go out of my way to pay three hundred dollars for a Blu-ray. <laughs> Probably not. I yeah, mean, three hundred dollars is a lot for uh, you know, essentially, what's just a tangible copy of like you know something you could probably watch elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, probably until until the big big dick corporation slammed their big dick on uh on it. But I mean, it's been out for a while though. I'm surprised that it hasn't already been you know picked up around. by anything. I mean, like the thing is, it, it might be actually licensed by somebody. Uh, the thing I found out is that in America, a lot of people like licensing shit for the sake of it, uh, especially stuff that's good, like Monster. It's uh, licensed by uh, who's Fat Greasy Hartman, the guy that Hideo Kojima loves. They worked on uh, PT. Oh, 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 oh uh, uh, Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, yeah I, we found. Yeah, <laughs> I found out that it's licensed by him. And that's the reason that nobody's been able to like bring that to the U.S. Uh, because he's been trying to bring it himself, except adapt it Interesting. into live action. But yeah, like like maybe that's one of those situations. I didn't look deep enough into it to find that out, like I did with uh, Monster, because I actually had people to talk to. It wasn't just me and Juan having a a conversation between the two of us. <laughs> but how do you guys find out about this? Because I don't think you you watched it in 2010 when it came out. Uh, I think I watched it like in 2011. That's like when I moved in with Gabe and Christian. Wow. And like Gabe exposed me to the world of anime. And this was oh, like one of the first ones you. he showed me. Yeah, he did. So, um, I mean. Was it one of those things where he was just watching watching everything that came out during the season? He was like, you should watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think so. Pretty sure that's what it was. Uh, I think I picked it up uh, sometime Probably shortly after Danny did, uh, because it was back in the day when, uh, you know, being the good little boys that we are, mm-hmm. um, the best way that we would get a hold of anime was basically by distributing it between each other. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd walk around with my big old hard drive and I'd be like, hey, Danny, give me some stuff. And he'd be like, here you go. And then I ended up with like 10 to 15 shows to watch. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, this was one of them. <laughs> nice. Do you know if at, whenever it came out, if it was on like, or if was Crunchyroll already legit by then, or was there any like site that was actually streaming it, um, at all, other than I like not know, man. pirate sites? My, my understanding, it's it's never actually been on any type of like regular website like that. Okay. Um, from what I understood, it's just it it was essentially just like, um, you know, brought out in, on Japanese TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking one episode at a time over the course of a year yeah yeah um, once which actually one a month, dude. yeah <laughs> which i thought was a really interesting way for like somebody to watch this I mostly because like i, be I normally great. don't watch stuff like that yeah but given the context of just like the story and like the way that that the entire show is basically like you know unfolded between you um it seems like it'd be a really interesting way to watch this show yeah yeah i know that's really cool uh, if I wasn't cramming it in in uh, the span of three days, I would like have I loved did. watching it one, like a day at a time, like a story every day or even like take a break in between just because the way that the the story is told, it, it seems like it's very, it, I mean, one, it is long, like they're 50 episodes, 50 minutes each episode, 
right? Yeah. 12 episodes, 50 minutes each. Yeah. And, like, it's already, like, a long-form story. But to take, like, a little break in between and just digest everything, I feel like would be a pretty good way to watch it. I enjoyed the pacing of it all, honestly, still. Yeah. Yeah, I I think it does something very different, like, just compared to other shows, like, around the genre. Um, In the sense that, like, a lot of other shows will literally, like, take episodes, you know sometimes within a few hours at a time you know like like the way that events happen within sequence it's very short in between you know the time frame yeah and this one actually like it basically is in real time in the sense that like uh, every episode there's a month in between the events yeah like time time literally passes as the story is being told i think like at the start of every episode it even tells you that it's like the next month and what season it is and all that yeah and if you uh in case you made it this far and you haven't ever listened to uh, an episode before, be wary of be wary of spoilers. I typically try and uh, like save it until after a certain time or whatever. But you know, just know it, it might happen. Yeah, that's that's when I insert the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, hey Juan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll hear it. Um, I when you guys. Talk to me about uh, Katana Gatari. Um, I gotta say, when I first started watching it, none of it was what I imagined it would be at all. Uh, like the character designs, the uh, the story itself, how it all got started, none of it was uh, what I was expecting. Uh, but I also, you know, didn't know what to expect. Yeah, I actually had that same That's problem to too. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that is my favorite way to though. watch stuff. Was that Mondo? Oh, I, I said that that was actually like my my initial like experience too, especially given the art style of it. It, it I feel like the art style doesn't really uh, coincide too much with with the way that the story is told. Yeah, it's very it it looks like a like a child's uh, story time cartoon. Yeah, it's very playful. Yeah, with a with a very uh, serious not. story. Uh, at the beginning, not so serious, but you know, kind of serious. Things happen. Yeah, shit starts unfolding pretty quickly. Yeah. And then uh, one of my favorite things that they do in the show, actually, uh, or I, I guess I should just save this for spoilers, but um, it's basically how they lay out the story in front of you and they tell you exactly what's happening and why it's happening. Uh, I'll get more into detail, I guess, when we get into spoilers. Uh, but just like in the very in the very beginning, uh, or in the very beginning of the second episode, they start explaining like what a hero is and you know what characteristics and traits they have because uh, this guy is the main character has no idea of what to do, and also he's kind of bland at first. Yeah, <laughs> and I I really like how they stick with their character traits, like their their stereotypical character traits. They stick to it. But at the same time, they subvert what you expect, and also they do what people are supposed to do in the story and actually grow and as a story. Yeah, yeah, there's a huge amount of development. Yeah, it's almost like the entire story is about character development or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like I guess you should, you know, tag put this on there. But like this, this guy, all his works are like severely um, dialogue heavy. Oh yes. yeah, it's a lot of talking, and at least from what I've seen which is mostly that can just be a turnoff for some people yeah uh 
I mean, it it can be. I I remember when I wanted to start watching the uh, Monogatari series uh, back in Monogatari. Like I think Mondo and um, Gabe were telling me that it's really dialogue heavy, and I was like, oh well, I hope there's a dub because I'll uh, you know I don't know about reading all this stuff. <laughs> uh, then it started and reading between frames and the fucking eyes and oh god, dude. Yeah. Then, but like the thing is, when you actually start watching it, it's not as bad as uh, what you would expect. I could still see like people getting turned off by. Uh, reading too much of the dialogue, especially if they don't understand the language. Because uh, I think here in America, I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I keep trying to talk to people that are into anime to like get a, an understanding of how it is. But I think the preferred uh, way to watch anime in America, for as far as like the populace goes, is still dubs. But like I said, I can't be 100% sure. Especially considering yeah, I mean, the last guest that I, I had on, I thought that she'd say that she was she would watch it dubs, but then she was like, oh, I mean, yeah, dubs, and then she was like, oh, no, I never watched dubs. Yeah. Subs <laughs> I mean, I can see why people would still, like, choose to watch something dubbed over subbed, and, and you know, just, there's a there's a bit of a how would i say like a cons- consumption of time like when you're you, when you get into shows like these especially yeah because they, they can be really long and some people just you know may not necessarily have a whole lot of time to sit there for fucking 12 hours and watch a show you know um you know some people like to do other stuff like while they're watching stuff so i i can i can see the appeal of dub but um i don't know i i think that a lot of things definitely get lost in the dub and just sometimes, like the, the the way that like the translations work doesn't really work out as well. Yeah, that's... yeah. I was gonna say the, the like with voice direction. Sometimes it kind of falls flat to me. Yeah, yeah. Just even just like a way that a character is conveyed, it can be drastically skewed. Yeah, like unfortunately, there there are some dubs just just ruin an entire show uh, because of the voice direction or because maybe the translation just completely missed something that was very important at some point and they just wanted to try and match the lip flaps and they were like ah this is the best that we can do <laughs> yeah well let's get into it let's get into katana gatari Thoughts of different people taming wild Gazing up upon the glimmers Hopeful dreaming like a child We imagine what could be Where would we go and will we do it Slowly get there gracefully A rushing force because we blew it When the time comes I hope they look back Chidio Yeah, Chidio So yeah, about the character About the characters I love it when Togame Was literally t- Like she was literally explaining Like the character traits of a hero what like how a story works and what what makes a hero a hero and why why people like why he should have a catchphrase and all that stuff and i like i love how deliberate she was doing it and how like um just how how simple she made everything seem because everything she was saying was taking place as they were doing it and it continues throughout the show yeah. where they um i guess nision Wait, how do you say it? Nisio Nis- Ishin. Uh Like, he, he just went out of his way to tell you, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm literally doing this. And I'm telling you. But also, <laughs> I'm so good at doing it. 
that I'm gonna do it and tell you, and you're not even you're you just you're just gonna enjoy you're it and gonna realize it. it you're not gonna realize what's happening. And because um, I thought like the only time they probably would have done it was in the second episode, but then <laughs> like at the end when uh, spoilers, uh, major spoilers, when Tug, uh, Togami dies, uh, she. You know, it it all comes full circle, and she does her whole yeah. like spiel with all the, with her her last line, and just yeah, dude, monologue, yeah, yeah, it, that fine. Well, I mean, like the whole like series, like it it tells you like you know it puts emphasis on like people's dying words. Yeah, she even says that she's like, was that a catchphrase? She's like, no, that was even better than catchphrase. Those were his dying words. You can only say that once throughout the series. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And boy, a lot of people got to say that once. God damn, oh, yeah. dude, they fucking killed everybody. Especially that's what I enjoy about it. Especially at the end, I I want to say there's like the the maybe the second anime that has like the the quickest uh, ramp up to make me go like, oh shit, this guy's a fucking badass. Uh, near the end of near the end of the series, uh, the first one I think was Monster, uh, just because of. Uh, Things that happened there. I didn't expect things to go the way they did. But when this... there's a lot of uh, yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of foreshadowing like in the early episodes, like going back and seeing it. You know, even like in the first episode, it's like implied that his sister's like way stronger than him and all that. Hmm. I mean, like, I I, I can't I say because because this is the first time I watched the show, so I wasn't like paying attention to. Anything a lot of like early that. episodes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was actually really easy to miss a lot of stuff like that in the early episodes because um I, I, I think also partly just due to the way that the, the story is told. It, it's kind of told at a, a fairly slow pace, right? But yeah. Um th- there was a lot of important information that like looking back through a second watch or third watch or whatever, uh it's really interesting to see it again. And yeah, like you're talking about like the whole that last monologue happens like really early. Yeah. <laughs> And then I wasn't sure how I felt about it at the very beginning, um, because I like when it when it started. Like I said, um, he's basically telling a, a very simple story, but in the best way. Uh, and I expected it to be uh, not generic, but just like uh, you know one of those predictable animes that you watch, just following the tropes and doing what you know what typical people that uh, write these kind of stories do but oh boy I, I guess in a way it does it but it does it so well that uh i didn't even know that it was happening to me or that it was happening but Nuni, yes there wasn't even a beach episode there was a hot spring episode <laughs> there was oh, a there was a hot spring. there was a literal yeah, hot spring fair episode enough. fair <laughs> enough but no beach episode uh i don't know danny i mean I could I could look I could look and make stuff up real hard. Yeah, um, you probably could. But um like I've slowly but surely through other means of media, I've been like getting fucking the the ideas of storytelling shoved into my head, how to build up a hero, how to build up a character, how you know, how to make them how to how to show them in a good light so that people could get behind them, but show them 
make them relatable and not too overpowering and you know how how to build something up how to how they can handle their first loss how they should have a loss to to you know make them feel more human and just a bunch of other principles that have just in storytelling in general that uh i didn't want to get into like i i don't care about fucking telling stories but just one because of this podcast and two because of other shit that i i watch and i listen to um it's just been like getting buried in my ears and then after watching this show i was like man he tells such a fucking good story he builds it up the way that you should and he does like he he does everything right all the way until the end when i when i was like man i wonder what's going to happen now now that togama's dead and the character you know i fall in love with fucking big dick chichka and i i just want i i want him because uh he's just so cool he's such a good guy he's just such a cool guy <laughs> yeah yeah oh, yeah and it and it sort of like leaves you at a point to where you're like well you know what 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 exactly is going to happen here um and see i think like one of one of the like weirdest things about chichika in general as a character is just that like he's so disconnected at the very beginning you know he's so disconnected just from like the rest of the world that like it's almost hard to like even view him as like a, another person you know um like it, it's sort of like he's one basically of the tarzan dude yeah I yeah mean, yeah he's fucking, well, yeah. like Neanderthal almost well, but to me he was he, he was essentially <laughs> goku in dragon mm. ball yeah yeah exactly exactly that like too, he, he sort of too. falls along that line like he's he's a he's really boring. good warrior he's like he's, decently educated but he's just naive yeah the, um, the naive hero yeah Trope. and um i mean i mean there's just like a lot of aspects about his character that like at the very beginning i thought were just like really weird um like in the first episode i think it was actually towards the end of the episode where um togama is basically like explaining to him hey you know like for this to work like i need you to fall in love with me blah 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 like for you to be wanting to work with me yeah uh, because you have nothing else to gain or something like that and uh and then like they're, they're like riding away and he's just like uh okay i'm your sword blah 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 and i love you and she's like yeah i know or whatever and i'm like wait what <laughs> like <laughs> the the does he even understand what that means um but like as as the series like sort of like goes along you can kind of tell that you know he definitely does develop an attachment to her and um like more than just growing as a character he also kind of grows as like a human being i think yeah oh yeah well i mean originally he starts off like as a as a sword he, he's, he's, he's just he's just a, he's just a, a thing it's the weapon <laughs> yeah the yeah. only person he knows is his uh sister and is dead dead yeah yeah and I just really love the how they developed the relationship between Chichika and Togome. Like it wasn't it it's kind of what you typically expect from like the the dense idiot and the like a female companion hero who you know they stick with for a long time. But instead of just sticking with the tropes, they actually build them as people. As opposed to just sticking with, okay, this guy's an idiot and he has to stay an idiot. And, uh, yeah. you know, he, he can't, he can't catch on to anything because he's fucking stupid. <laughs> uh, they, they actually, you know, shows no, fuck that shit. Yeah. I don't want any of that. Uh, I do have to say Togame, unfortunately sealed her faith, uh, the second that she kissed him. And yeah, because then I was like, Oh no, what am I going to wait for now? Are they going to fuck? 
<laughs> and they no and no no they that's yeah. for the dojins that's for the dojins but <laughs> i just love that they they actually convey real emotions like jealousy and skepticism and then uncertainty between them oh my god yes well, one of the uh one of like my favorite scenes was like when Sichika was actually like getting jealous of the the armored dude Yes. Oh, and yeah. like he 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 didn't even understand what was happening to him. Like he, he was basically <laughs> he was basically beating her up and he's like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. It's just I, I felt like doing it. I felt like teasing you and he like trips her and like, knocks her down on her face because she's basically like debating uh you know the, the idea of like uh this guy being her partner or something like that instead of Shishka. And he's just like fucking annoyed by <laughs> I think, dude, my favorite is like the opposite of that when he's getting trained by that other chick and she keeps walking in on them. I I feel like it, (laughs) like her reaction was just through my experience, super realistic, spot on. It's like I was her. (laughs) And it's fucking cute. Uh, I I couldn't handle it because I I know how she felt. And uh, oh boy, that hit pretty close to home. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i know that on on team speak i uh i assumed that brian spoiled something for me uh you know i didn't know what it was but i i know i remember him saying uh oh man i just i i can't believe i just wish we got to see the battle that never happened oh, and I was like, oh okay. <laughs> that is my favorite episode by the and way when <laughs> that i loved that they didn't even show the battle. That was the I, best. I I love that they did that, but I loved even more that they rubbed it in your face. They that rubbed they didn't it. Show oh, the battle. They rubbed dude. the shit out of that, dude. We got fucking lame ass fucking insect squad instead of the cool ass <laughs> battle that we should have gotten. Nah, was, I was like, I, okay. I really like. I was actually really drawn into that, like that whole no, 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 sequence I, of events. I, 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 was, I was totally drawn into the idea of like what was happening and like basically just like seeing the other side of things, right? Um, but like, you know, not, not being able to see like the, the awesome battle or whatever that would have happened between Shichika and uh, the other guy. Um, yeah. like I think for them to kind of like give you like this sort of like pretty lame, uh, enemy instead was just kind of like even, even more of like rubbing salt into the wound. Well, um, like the thing that, is, that, uh, uh-huh. like they, they laid the groundwork for that umbrella guy in the episode before that. And yeah, then, like two episodes, they've been like teasing him. Yeah, and, which you know just made the joke even better. But at the same time, <laughs> uh, the entire episode was based around the sister, who was actually the you know an actual villain, as opposed to you know that that guy who could just be a copy paste whoever. It's just a, a character design that we put here. Uh, yeah, I would use the word antagonist. Antagonist. I mean, you know, antagonist villain. Literal, uh, literally different things, but I'm going to use them interchangeably to make people mad. Uh, but yeah, I like, and instead of just, you know, getting this, um, this jobber and just getting him out of the way and actually developing somebody that, that matters in that it's his sister and her being an antagonist. Is a much better story Turns to tell. Out she was way stronger than him too. Yeah, it, it, it's a much better story to to tell than just some fucking guy who was like, "Oh yeah, I used to serve," 
I used to serve Tagome back in the day, and then I betrayed her like everybody and else. <laughs> and then he died. Yeah. Uh, but like Mondo said, them them explaining every single like intricate detail of how they defeated him, how the how great of a battle it was, and how they managed <laughs> to not break the sword at all <laughs> was pretty great. Especially in the end <laughs> when when he was going up the uh, up the castle. Oh and, yeah, and defeating everybody, and they got to that sword. He just he just broke it with his finger. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. That whole scene though is amazing because, like, you know, like throughout the whole thing, she tells him you can't fucking break the swords. So yeah. that like basically gives him a handicap throughout the whole show. And then afterwards, he's like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm just gonna <laughs> break them anyways. Yeah, yeah. Now, now his his handicap is gone. Yeah. <laughs> what was uh, that? That I think it was the. Um... The wooden sword or whatever, mm. where like the guy holding it was like, this almost seems unfair. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. Oh, I, oh no, I, that was it's the a, other it's one. The guy that, that was holding the the hilt. The that, oh, sheath. the hilt! It was the hilt. Yeah, the yeah. Hilt. yeah, the hilt. There you go. He's like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I don't even try know. Try throwing it at me. Yeah, just <laughs> try throwing it at me, and then he kicks it back, and he, he doesn't even kill him. Or who yeah, knows? Yeah. Maybe he does. No, I don't, <laughs> I don't think know. he did. I, I mean, yeah, I assume that he didn't. It just looked like he kind of like knocked him out. It didn't look like the guy was dead because no. he had like when it goes back to him, like when they're panning through all of them again, he just like has like teary <laughs> eyes and he's like knocked. Yeah, out. <laughs> and I w- I was hoping that he that that guy didn't uh, die a horrible death, but you know, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh no, she's just about to to blow him into bits, considering what he's done Ooh. to everybody else. Yeah. All right, who do you think died the worst death? The guy inside the armor. You think? So? Oh, I mean, I'm not just talking. Well, I guess out of those guys, but I'm talking about like talking throughout about the, the story villain? in general. The main story. Yeah, I guess in the main villain, um, the, the, the Mani Wani. Hmm. I think it's uh, the fucking penguin kid, dude. Ah, uh, no, penguin? I know he had he had the best looking death. I I love that. I still I still think getting boiled inside of your a suit of armor, and then bursting at the like, just bursting yeah, out but of blood. He, he wasn't necessarily a main villain though. Uh, he was basically just at the end. Yeah, that guy's but, just fodder. Yeah, yeah. But I don't you know. You're, the talk, whole, you're talking the about the main, main villains, though, right? Who who died the worst? Yeah, death yeah, out of yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if Penguin was a main villain, though. Yeah, uh, he really yeah. wasn't. He he was kind of just there to to advance a story and to to be adorable. Yeah, he. I mean, he was mostly there just to be part of the group and like to yeah, like like Nuri said to to advance the story. Yeah, be adorable. <laughs> Um, the fucking backwards talking motherfucker backwards talking yeah in the second episode he just like walks in the room and the guy just cuts him in half oh that guy oh yeah yeah he cuts him in half <laughs> and he's just like he's still talking as he's upside down uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean it was either that or the, the other dude from the insect squad that had like his own nails like shoved into his mouth oh yeah the mantis dude yeah not a beef and his sister was scary right. his sister yeah dude his sister was his sister OP was Harry as fuck. <laughs> His sister made herself weaker so she could fight him. And so she could live longer. <laughs> and so she yeah. could die. She just wanted to die. There's a really weird relationship between them two. Yeah. Um, when when I first saw the sister, I was like, oh, here we go. This fucking character. This, this fucking uh, character trope with the soft-spoken girl with the dark hair. And, <laughs> you know, you, you know, you know, you've watched anime before. There I go falling in yeah. love again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, <laughs> but um, I, I was just like, I don't want this. I don't want this at all. And then uh, she went crazy, and I was like, oh, I'm, 
I love this. I want I all of this. <laughs> I can't I believe how much I want this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I did enjoy her a lot though in episode four. Yeah. Like just basically like how badass and like nonchalant she was about like the whole you know being tracked down by these assassins and you know trying to be ambushed and stuff. Um, I, I think as like a character, she she just really like you know she she was up there at that point for me. Yeah, I was like, oh wow, like you know, she's re- she's really cool. She's really badass. Um, as a villain, she almost seemed kind of like you know childish. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she she is a, I mean, I guess she's the older sister, but she is she's kind of like playful and arrogant. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was always looking down on on Shichika because, like, you know, she yeah, knew how weak he was. She, she, yeah, she, she had was, the bigger she was supposed in the, to be the head relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Somebody save me. I was gonna say that the what episode was it where that she goes and she gets the the, the sword? Was it six it, or eight? Uh, I think it was seven. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just it, thought like, it was hilarious. Like, oh, oh wait, no, my bad. Eight, eight. Wait, what? it was a whole process where she goes through the temple and it looks like a fucking video game. She's just cutting up all these fucking priests and shit, just getting in there. Yeah, I enjoyed I, that. Actually, it was, it was episode seven. Because I've written down here, uh, episode seven? 7 was a pretty quick wrap-up. Felt like it could have been the last episode. Because uh, that's that's when she she got the sword. And then she's, you know, she stuck it in her in her chest. And then that's when the also the last, uh, the final battle between uh, Chichika and her happened. It was all... Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. It was episode 7. Yeah. And, uh, man, that was just like one quick ramp-up. From, uh, it escalated I th- quickly. Yeah, like straight from the the adorable, abominable snow girl, uh, into that, into his sister going on a fucking rampage and killing an entire like m- monk sanctuary or whatever it was. I forget yeah. what it is. Well, I mean, again, they they like they alluded to it a lot in the previous episodes. Yeah, They're, I think it was like episode <laughs> like five to like. Somebody went and did massacred this, yeah. And then they, later, it's like the fucking village that that girl was from fucking got massacred. Like she said, it was an yeah. avalanche, and later on, it's revealed that she fucking killed them all, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was, and, it was the Maniwa corpse. I think that were like originally talking about it. They were basically like, "Hey, it switched the owner like super quick." Yeah, and they, uh, I don't think they like they never said that it was a sister, but by the end of the episode with the abominable snow girl. You could pretty much tell that it was uh, Chichika's sister, and then I think the, the the fucking the narrator even says like Chichika had to kill his sister or something like that at the end. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like. I didn't expect such a such a quick jump in between. You know the the episode where they send the girl like such a happy ending. He didn't even have to kill the the super strong snow girl. And he oh, just yeah. like the sent her back. The only person to defeat him. Yeah. <laughs> the only like, person. Dude, she's like one of the only people that had like a happy ending too. Her yeah. and that dojo girl. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, like right after that, it's just straight into, all right, here's a sister killing everything. Here's all these like, <laughs> here's here's all these still images that we slowly move up and down because uh, we want to save the budget for the fight at the end. And here's some video game graphics because, uh, you know. It looks, <laughs> it's kind of funny. Yeah. I found it charming. Yeah, 
I it, I thought it was a pretty creative way to. Uh, I don't know if you noticed money. like like the slight the, changes in art styles too between episodes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. The that entire episode was completely differently. Uh, like the the lines in in episode seven were completely different than in every episode. And you know, some episodes had like a few other differences, but I I think that was the most uh, glaring one. Drastic, yeah. Yeah, I I really noticed like after he goes and he he fights uh, what's his, Emon Zymon, you know, and he's about to finish her off, finish him off, and he gets like that flashback of all the times he's seen um, what's her name? Um, Togerman. Togerman. Yeah, it's Togerman. stupid yeah. obvious. Yeah. yeah, it's stupid it's... obvious. Like between there, because they show all the yeah. different art styles. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I was like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, oh man, all of these look different, and I, I just don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dang, man. <laughs> Uh, my boy, uh, my boy Lotus Juice came back with a vengeance. Lotus Juice, the fucking the music, Nuni. Lotus Juice, Lotus Juice. Yeah, I, mean, I think in the last. Uh huh. You remember uh, the fucking fight, the fucking Noragami OST? Was it the same guy that did it? It's the same guy. Uh Right. I mean, it's I the mean, artist that does the song for the battle music. Well, maybe, maybe like for the actual like talking and rapping, because here yeah, it has, the rapping. yeah, it has a, uh, because for the for the actual like music composition, I guess. Oh yeah, not, I'm not, not talking the about the rapping. composer. I'm just talking about Lotus Juice as the rapper. Okay, that makes sense then, because I I like the the one. I thought I thought the 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 one that Togome gets is uh pretty alright. But as far as like background music goes, but my favorite yeah. one that stood out was uh Princess Hates or Hites, what's Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, like with with the whispering in the background and the the slow like the slowly uh building to to this like eerie uh kind of just talking, I guess. Yeah, that was my favorite. I also I'm trying to like, find out what the fuck her name is. Hite, Princess Hite. But I, I, you know, the the heiress of the Shikikaki, uh, whatever the one that made the swords. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever Shiki, Shik, Shikizaki or something like that. Yeah. You see, I I don't speak Japanese. You see. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I know Nuni. Nah, it's it's okay. But you liked her theme. Yeah, I really liked her theme. I didn't like. I grew to like the first intro. Uh, wasn't really too into the second intro, and the yeah, I like the first existed. one The endings were always different. Yeah, I mean, I saw. There's maybe like two that I actually like listened to. But the other ones, I'm just like, eh. I, I got things to do. I got places to yeah. be. Yeah, next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got another 50 minutes to go. Come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as far as uh, the opening and ending go- endings go, um, the first one, like when I first heard it, I was like, this is okay. And then the more that I watched the show, the more it fit what I was watching. And I was like, I like this. And then the second one happened. And all I could think of was uh, the intro to another. Uh, because I'm pretty sure there's the same artist, and I was like, that that opening was a lot better. 
there was a, a third opening that got released, I think, in like 2013 or something like that. Yeah, um, when I was looking into it, apparently, um, depending on what what station it was aired on, Katanagatiri had uh, certain episodes had different uh, openings and some episodes had different endings. Uh, I'm not going to so read it weird. again. But yeah, it was kind of odd. Maybe some licensing problems, but, you know, I'm not Japanese. I don't know. No, you aren't, Nuni. It's okay. Yeah. I still love you. I don't know about that. I'd, uh, I I I hated that at the uh, end of episode 11, right before everything goes down, I was too happy, and I knew I was too happy. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, this is that, a trap. Oh no, something's about to happen. I can't believe it. They're so happy. They got all they, like they, all they need is like one more sword. They have everything. They're holding hands. Sunset's in the front of them, and then. You know, that's when, uh, how do you say his name again? Emon Zaimon? Emon Zaimon. That's when he showed up and I was like, oh, no, my joy. And then he started Fuck blasting. With the with the greatest sword, a gun, he, <laughs> <laughs> he cut down the... <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Dude, the first time I saw that scene. Though. The sharpest of all blades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, like Mondo said, the when he was fighting the the uh, what turtle? What, no, um, was a girl. Wait, was the turtle the first time that he used the guns? I think. I th- I thought it was with the uh, the swan oh, it's with girl. the bird girl. That's yeah, right, bird girl. He, yeah, it's the bird yeah, girl. yeah. When the, bird girl. He, yeah, when when he was facing that uh, Maniwa. I I I was like, huh? I wonder what he's gonna do to get out of this. And then he busts out the guns. I know how to counter this. Bang 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 bang! <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was it's so good. That was great. <laughs> I, I like. I love the explanation as to how he came up with all those crazy sword designs. They're like, oh yeah, he. He's a fucking soothsayer. He just looked into the future and reverse engineered all the uh, technology yes, yes, to he, make these. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how he made the ultimate gun. I mean, the ultimate sword. A gun. <laughs> a gun. <laughs> 150 oh, years man. into the future. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then he turned that gun into Penguin's little mouth and just, you know, went to town to his brains. Oh, God. <laughs> That was brutal, dude. Oh man, that was that was fucking. I didn't expect that. <laughs> you know, I I really did like the uh, the Maniwa uh, like a lot, like organization as a whole. Uh, they they were actually some of my favorite characters in the in the show. Yeah, I, like dude, their I just their love, designs, like, character designs around the show overall. But yeah, the yeah. Maniwa were like really good. I feel yeah. like the Maniwa were just like a bunch of things that he had laying around that he was like, I made a bunch of animals as people. <laughs> and I don't know where to put them. I'm gonna make a bunch ninjas. of furry designs. You say, <laughs> yeah. Look at this guy. He's an otter. This I guy's mean, a penguin. Come on, let's face it. Fucking, they're basically furries. Yeah, I mean, might as well be. Uh, except for the but, praying mantis know, guy, he was like. Uh, you got a little like, bit more swagger than a regular furry. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and I, I really like how ninjas uh, act in this in this universe as opposed to in other um, animes, where they're like some of the subtle stuff is cool. Yeah, where they just 
exist as assassins and they they're there for the for the end game their lives are merely there as you know as a means to an end <laughs> yeah as tools yeah especially when the fucking otter guy was told hey he's like i might need to kill you or yeah, you might need to give like, up cool. your life and i've done like, a lot cool. of things as a ninja but i've yeah. never done that but i've never died <laughs> <laughs> And I, oh, I assumed that it was because he was, you know, he, he might have to die because of that tattoo girl, I, I, the dog girl. It was because of her. They no. were to make amends for that. No, uh, I, I assumed that he was gonna like have to give his life to kill her. I didn't know oh. that it was because oh. he was gonna be a sacrifice to show their, uh, make their alliance. Was their still alliance was still yeah. real. Yeah. When yeah, that yeah, happened, and so, yeah. I was like, fuck. That, that's that's like one of the things that just like really um that really like make me like them. Like, you know, despite like the whole thing of like being assassins, thieves, whatever it was, like they, they still had like that sort of like sense of like honor. Yeah. Um and it, and it's it sort of came apparent initially when um what was his name? Uh Maniwa Hole. Whenever he just cut off his own arm and he's just like, I need you to oh, listen yeah. to me. And I'm just going to cut off my arm. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah. And then he just does it. <laughs> and, well, it's later implied that he can just regenerate him anyway, but still. Yeah. It's the thought that counts. It still yeah. hurts. It's the thought. Yeah. It's the shock value. What do you guys think of episode episode 12? Like, as a whole. The last episode? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. I yeah, didn't I think- expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah, I think that the uh, the monologue itself, like, was just it, it, they could have ended it with the monologue for me, and like, you know, it would have been a good ending, you know. Yeah, like, it, I know if what they you had mean. just like phased it out back then. Uh, the, the monologue, I think, it, it sort of just like helped you understand a little bit more of Togame, you yeah. know. Yep. And it 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 does this thing to where like. A lot of shows, I feel like, kind of like fall short in in situations like these, to where like you know, hey, not everything really works out, and it yeah. doesn't always like end the fucking happy ass ending, and you know, that's just not really how life is in general. Yeah. Um. And uh, you know, I think it was like a really good like parting for her. Uh, yeah. Man, it was you... fuck, though. It, it hit me so hard the first time that I that I watched it. You Dude, know? I was getting a little teary eyed even rewatching it today. Like, yeah. oh God. rewatching yeah. it didn't have that effect on me but i think it was just because like i knew it was coming and i knew it was coming and i knew it was coming and i knew it was coming you know i i, knew I think it was it's coming. like the music that does it for me <laughs> I, I i only knew it was coming because like i said everything's too happy there's no way nothing's gonna happen yeah and, and then something happened and i was like oh no here we go uh but i also didn't expect it to actually hit me um because there was like um I forgot there was like one other episode where something happened or when when he was fighting his sister. Um oh, yeah. and it, it was Yeah. And like it was kind of sad and like uh uh when he finally killed uh her his sister like I I shed like one tear and I was like okay that's what I expected. That's and then crying that's here. enough crying for Nooney. <laughs> Big strong man. <laughs> uh and I expected it to be the same with uh Togama's death. When when I saw that she got hit and I was like, oh, no, my emotions. And then uh, there were more tears that came out and I was like, oh, no, why am I feeling this? Is it because I'm <laughs> attached to the character? It can't be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I I didn't expect to actually care as much as I did when she died. 
And then uh, when uh, Chichka finally, you know, pulled out his big dick and went went to go show it to everybody uh, and kill them. didn't give a fuck anymore, dude. Yeah. Like, I just want to die. I, I didn't expect to be so yeah, enamored by, by his... <laughs> yeah. The second he said that, I was like, oh, he's so cool. So sugoi, so kakoi. I don't know. It, it actually like made me even a little bit more depressed. I was like, "Fuck, dude, this dude's—he's just yeah. a broken man. Yeah, he's, he's a broken man. Yeah, he's, the, he's there it, to that, die." Like I said, that that scene where he fucking beats you know that guy and like he gets that flashback of her and he like I was like, "Ah, oh, dude, this guy's this guy's hurting. He's hurting real bad." It's great. I love it. He's there to die. He wants to be with her. He wants to die. And yep. then uh, I I. I kind of wish he did die, but at the same time, how could he? Like, uh, I like you can't just you can't just have the unending for the sake of like if you're gonna tell this kind of story and have all these um, these things that happen essentially like in in real life like things just kind of don't go the way they do, especially in at the very end the way that the the lady said the monologue oh, yeah like all these people living Dude, I their lives enjoyed the shit out of that like the first viewing when i when they were actually went out of their way to like tail say all that at the end i'm like oh my god yeah right. like just like like normal people like dying with regrets dying like living making no difference in the world you just like you know everything in that entire monologue if you're gonna tell a story that has realistic as this you can't just have the the main character die so he can be happy he has to continue living so he can't be happy because that's just how the world works and then you know he gets with haiti and i was like oh no not this i don't want this not really what they're kind of just no she's with him yeah i don't want he's like all right well you pay for food yeah then he becomes (laughs) batosai of the manslayer I'm I'm still not entirely sure um how how uh what's her face? Uh, princess ended up with him at the end. Yeah, she like she I like her she got all wet at the very end. She was like oh, And her man. demeanor changed completely after that, like Yeah, know. yeah. She was almost like I don't know, like a lost puppy. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I I just don't understand like what she what she was aiming for. She was aiming for the best and the worst. I really I like maybe when, she was I really liked her explanation at the end because she just wants to see something happen. She she's there to see uh the plans of the previous um Shikizaki uh whatever fail or or, or go or No no, go no yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean like what, what she was aiming for when she joined Shichika. No, she just wants she to just she just wants to free of her out. burdens, you know? Yeah. Mm. Also, she got all wet. When uh, Chichika was there, and she was like, "Oh man, look at how cool he is, covered in blood with that scar on his face." Cheerio, oh, Cheerio! <laughs> then, then she just splooshed everywhere. Uh, <laughs> oh god! And I can only assume, but you know that—that's just One how I felt. Because uh, I know that when when he Cheerioed, I splooshed. I was like, "Oh, he's doing it." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else we can say about the show. I mean, there's there's a lot more we can say it. about the show. You should probably watch mm-hmm. it. You yeah, should, I definitely. mean, you, like I you like... should watch it. 
But um, I don't know if I'd like recommend this as like a starting, like a beginner no. kind of deal. But like, if well, you're pretty fairly into anime, you you would enjoy this. I, I this is uh the way that I that I gauge whether if somebody should watch something or not is if I tell my cousin Reggie to watch it, um, because he's a guy that's into anime but mostly only watches um like shonen stuff. Like he watches some Naruto and he you know he grew up watching Dragon Ball Z and that's kind of like where it starts and when it, where it ends but if I feel like I can tell him hey you should watch Notagami tell me what you think and then he watches all of it and he's like that was a pretty good show Nanny. I can't wait for season 3 <laughs> 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 or this like if if I could find myself telling him hey watch Katana Gatari which I did I feel like it's it's a show that you can get somebody who's like into anime to actually watch it, but probably I don't know if I could say that this would be like the first thing I'd have somebody watch. Yeah, I think like for me it was definitely a transitional anime in the sense that like um, you know I, I wasn't watching like shit just for like just for laughs anymore. It was like you know I wanted a little bit more out of like the story and I wanted a little bit more out of the characters. Yeah, Ma- Mondo put on put on his uh his monocle and his uh his top hat, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm here yeah, for the right. art." <laughs> he started saying indubitably more. He was like, "Yeah, it's yes. quite the medium of animation." <laughs> but yeah, this was honestly one of my first animes, besides you was know, it? like the typical. Yeah, well, I mean, like I watched like you know like Naruto and Bleach and shit in high school, but like. When I really started watching anime with Gabe and all that, oh, this was like when, one of the when first you got your top hat and your monocle, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, yeah, maybe, but, maybe uh, that's it was like fucking Full Metal Alchemist and fucking Cold Geese and this show. And, Damn, yeah. how many Cheerios <laughs> out of ten do you give it? How uh, many Honey Nut Cheerios out of ten? And I stopped rating things a long time ago. I just tell people <laughs> to watch it; yeah. it's good. I I know you don't rate stuff anymore. Yeah, because I feel but like I, yeah, uh, like I said. If I put a number on it, it defeats the purpose because, like I, like I said during a Grand Lagan, I gave it like a three point five. But it, that doesn't mean it's not one of my favorite animes that I've ever watched. Yeah, this is my favorite anime, Nuni. Well, yeah, I don't know if it's my favorite, but I like it. If somebody was gonna like ask me for a recommendation, I, this would probably be the first thing I recommend to them. Wow, I mean, I I wouldn't, I I'd probably say, hey, if you got fifty minutes, watch this. Yeah, like uh, dude, everybody's got fifty minutes nowadays. Nah, I wish I did. You I got fifty minutes twelve times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually. twelve times in a row. I mean, you don't gotta watch it. You don't gotta watch it one day, dude. <laughs> nah, nah, they they only have watch three days one, to watch it. Episode a month, dude. Mondo <laughs> told episode a month. Mondo told yeah. him on Sunday, "Hey, Nuni, when are we gonna record that show?" And then Nuni's like, "Ah, oh, I haven't even started watching it." And then he has to cram it in three <laughs> days. It's true. Yeah. And then you're like, Danny, you want to do this on Tuesday? I was like, bet. All right. Start watching. <laughs> Very cheery of you. Initially, I was like going to like skip around and shit, but I got kind of into it again. I was like, oh, well, I'm going to just keep watching <laughs> episode by episode. I feel like it's weird that Mike misses all the good shows. Like, he, he's he can't, yeah, probably. He can't <laughs> simply enjoy anime, all right? You're right. Nine. I guess we'll that see him. That is not later. who he is. Well, I guess he was here for Naragami. So may- maybe maybe it's just some good shows he's here for. Or whatever. 
That was he this. probably just didn't want to trample on my hopes and dreams. That's all it was. Whoa, are you telling me that he hates it? Tell you how much he might have been the contrarian, yeah. Damn, he could have been it. the Gabe this episode. <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next week, probably. Uh, we're probably gonna review and talk about uh the 1995 compilation anime memories, or whatever we want. See you guys in two weeks. Anybody have anything they're actually doing that they actually want to plug? Um, no. Okay. I'm uh, just working all the time. All right. Yeah. You want you want to do you want to do a Cheerio on the count of three? Uh, yeah. Let's have this horribly timed Cheerio. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, man. I don't know if no, I want to no, do it. No, no, no. You've already, you've right. already One, two, three. Cheerio. Cheerio. on tracks since we're all afraid of going away if you can't look back and tell us it's okay when the time comes i hope they look back and send us a message to keep us on track since we're all afraid of going away if you can't look back and tell us it's okay write a star wave with a grin for me and remember what it was like to be grounded on earth running through your mind leaving the stories we all made up Towards the light and ignore the dark But if there's something more, please don't snuff my sparks My ignorance is worse even though I'm